T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. The debate is on. WBEN. It is lopsided, and uh, I don't expect it to really change much. Most people have their minds made up going into an election, even at the outset. What, what they're trying to do is they're trying to convince people who are around the margin. Larry up with an E, and the E stands for electable. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. The debate is on WBEN. Tonight at 7 p.m. we'll air a debate between Governor Andrew Cuomo and challenger Mark Molinaro two weeks before Election Day. Cuomo had been evasive about actually committing to a debate, and it's likely the only one that will include him. I thought the governor was on track not to do it. He certainly kept it uh, close to the end. Ken Lovett with the New York Daily News weighing in. He was taking a lot of heat. He was getting a lot of criticism, so I guess he just figured it's better to do one hour and get it over with than to uh, have a couple more days of uh, criticism. Do you expect this would be the only New York governor debate before the election? Yeah, the only one featuring Cuomo, yes. Uh, Molinaro is going to take part in a uh, candidates forum that the League of Women Voters is doing in Albany that will also include the three minor party candidates. The governor is not committed to being there. I don't expect he will. Uh, This is a one-on-one, which is also different. Uh, The governor has debated, uh, but usually it's with all the candidates. This is, uh, other than the primary against Cynthia Nixon uh, in September, uh, this is the first time he's debating one-on-one since he's been governor. You know, we talked with Larry Sharp, uh, the libertarian candidate, a little bit earlier this morning, and uh, he mentioned a poll that he released that would show that, you know, he has a chance uh, to maybe catch up to Molinaro. Uh, have you seen any new numbers? I know there hasn't really been an independent new poll uh, released widespread in a while as to how this race shapes up, who trails Cuomo right now. Well, uh, Quinnipiac put out a poll uh, last week, but oddly it didn't poll the minor party candidates. Um, it had Cuomo way ahead of Molinaro, but a one-on-one, but uh, it didn't have the minor party candidates. I do not see Larry Sharp ca- having any chance of capture, uh, capturing or catching uh, Mark Molinaro. The last poll to include all five candidates was Siena, which was a couple weeks ago, and uh, it still had Cynthia Nixon in the race, but the uh, once uh, other than Nixon, who had, I think, 10% of the vote on the Working Families Party line, which the governor now holds, the other minor party candidates, including uh, Stephanie Minor, Larry Sharp, and uh, Howie Hawkins of the Green Party, they totaled 4% of the vote. So even if that goes up a little bit, they're not going to come close to the major party candidates. Yeah. Just looking at, at the this election versus previous gubernatorial elections in New York State, it seems like it's the same thing. It's very lopsided, right, because of enrolled Democrats in the state. Yeah, and it's gotten uh, more blue, the state. Um, you know, it used to be five to three Democratic enrollment to Republican enrollment. Now it's two to one. The Republicans have not won a statewide elected race since uh, 
George Pataki won a third term in 2002. They haven't won an attorney general's race since 1994, Dennis Vaco, and it's been even longer since they won a comptroller's race. So it really is an uphill battle. Uh, Molinaro doesn't have the money or the name recognition right now, according to the polls. Uh, he only reported having 200,000, 250,000, something like that, left uh, two weeks ago. Uh, while Cuomo had 9.2 million. So uh, it is lopsided, and uh, I don't expect it to really change much. What do you expect to hear Cuomo harp on during this debate? He's going to promote his own record, and he'll say how, you know, record number of private sector jobs, upstate is doing better. I think you'll hear all that kind of stuff while uh, trying to attach Molinaro to Donald Trump, President Trump, who's not popular overall in the state. I think Molinaro is going to hit on corruption issues. He's going to hit on, on you know, on uh, lack of jobs, all those kind of things. And uh, look, the reality is, much like Cynthia Nixon in uh, in the primary, Molinaro needs a knockout punch to have any chance. This is his one and only shot, one on one with the governor. He needs the headline, whatever it is, tomorrow to be Cuomo falters, Cuomo loses cool, whatever it is. It can't be Cuomo and uh, Molinaro trade blows, which is what it turned out after the, uh, the uh, primary debate. Yeah, and yep. do you think most of the issues tonight that are brought up are pretty much New York City-centric? Well, unless they're sensitive to the fact, it's kind of, you know, Marsha uh, Kramer, who's a CBS reporter in New York City, she took heat for, you know, not asking anything about upstate. I think it'll be a lot of downstate, but uh, maybe they took it to heart that they got hit for not asking anything about upstate the last time in the primary. So maybe you'll get a question or two. Going into the debate, it's downright lopsided with the polls and pundits fully expecting another Cuomo victory. So it uh, seems almost a foregone conclusion that uh, Andrew Cuomo is going to win. But hey, a debate is a debate. WBEN contributor Dave Leventhal with the Center for Public Integrity. Certainly, uh, you know, you can uh, get some shots in if you are the underdog uh, at Andrew Cuomo, and there's a, a lot to shoot at. So uh, as a result, expect there to, to you know, be some, uh, some entertaining, uh, interesting moments, but don't expect that this is going to have really any effect on the trajectory of the ultimate outcome, which almost certainly is going to be an Andrew Cuomo victory in the election. And that's kind of the way it's been for years and years, isn't it, Dave? It really has been. Uh, they, the governor's office has uh, really been something that Democrats uh, have dominated. Uh, of course, the, the state Senate uh, has been uh, uh, in Republican hands uh, for a good while, but uh, the governor's uh, office is just something that the, the Democrats have dominated for so very long, despite the attempts of lots of different Republicans who've come up and uh, seemingly had at least uh, some chance. And uh, of course, Carl Palladino uh, being one from uh, from Buffalo who uh, had a, a shot but ultimately couldn't do it. So this is uh, going to be more of the same and the status quo going forward, almost certainly. You know, we've been asking people all morning long at WBEN.com, how likely is it that a debate would change your vote in a key race? And 82% of the people who voted on our web poll said it's not likely that a debate would change their mind. Do you think that's uh, maybe more so true now than ever, that people have their minds made up well before any debate takes place and nothing that's said will change it? Most people have their minds made up going into an election, even at the outset. Uh, Usually what politicians at any level, and it can be the governor's office, it can be the presidency, what they're trying to do is they're trying to convince people who are around the margins. 
Democrats, the, the hardcore Democrats, the hardcore Republicans, they're going to vote for the Republican or the Democrat, whoever they prefer. But it's those uh, kind of middle voters, uh, the independent voters, those who uh, could be convinced one way or another, or for that matter, people who don't have a history of voting and are being convinced to maybe vote for the first time or uh, to kind of pledge allegiance to one party or another. Those are the voters that are, are really high-value voters for any politician and the ones that people are trying to go after. So, yeah, you, very rarely do you have, especially these days, some massive swing one way or another for or against uh, a politician, uh, it, especially during the general election season. There's obviously much more wiggle room in a primary when uh, you have some options and some intramural partisan uh, play that uh, goes on uh, during the months during the primary. The minor party candidates aren't even included in the debate. It's just Cuomo and Molinaro. I'm not surprised one single bit. I mean, the reality of it is this is establishment shaking hands with establishment. It's, it's how it works. Larry Sharp, libertarian candidate for governor, and his feathers are indeed a bit ruffled. It's, it's how it works. I mean, they know that right now this is the time for anti-establishment, and that's why Trump won. That's why Alexandria Cortez uh, won. That's the reason why they won, and they realize that the establishment's about to get crushed. So they've gone together to help themselves out. They've ignored the League of Women Voters, and they've decided that they know what's right for voters, even though literally tens of thousands of New Yorkers signed petitions to get myself, uh, Minor, and Hawkins on the ballot. They've ignored them all, and it, it just shows who they are. Have you pushed for a new independent poll in the governor's race to show exactly where you stand? I've, we've already released one. A Gravis marketing poll came out already. I'm at 13%. Um, it's already happened. That was about two weeks ago. You can check, uh, you can check the uh, Wikipedia page. It shows that. Gravis Marketing put one out. I'm at 13%, and the one prior, I was at 6%. So I've more than double. And the idea that I'm not growing, that's, it's shameful. And here's the reality. When November 6th comes and they see the impact, it's going to shame them tremendously. They, they, already, um, they should understand already that the mainstream media is getting hammered from 2016, the polls are getting hammered from 2016, and it's just getting worse. These guys are dinosaurs, and they haven't figured out that the comet's coming, and they should really start to change what they're doing now because they're going to pay a horrible price in the public eye because of what they're doing. You know, Larry, there was quite a bit of debate about holding debates in this race, and finally there is one tonight. I'm sure you're hoping this is not the only debate. No, look, I, I assume that I wouldn't be in a debate already, so it doesn't really matter. If you notice what I've been doing, I've been using traditional, un, non-traditional media the entire campaign. I'm the one who's using Facebook. I'm the one who's using a podcast. I'm the one who's using Twitter and Instagram. I already knew the establishment would be against me. The other, other guys weren't that sure, but I knew it, and that, so I was already aware. If you've noticed, there was one debate prior. It was myself and Stephanie Minor. We debated in Albany about a week ago. That's already been posted, so that's already there. And there may be another one. Look, they've ignored the League of Women Voters, the people who love women's votes. They ignored the League of Women Voters who said they want all five to be debating on November 1st. These people won't be there either. So, again, I knew this already. We're, we're growing already at 13% three weeks ago. We're probably in the 20s by now because we keep growing. I'm the only candidate who's crossed all 52 counties. I've done the actual full sharp, as we're calling it now. Um, I'm the only one who's done that. So we are still growing we're going to have massive impact. When we win this thing, you are going to see how they're going to fall out of our seats. And I'm going to be happy when it happens. The advantage is it makes my impact even sweeter on November 6th. 
looking at the past debate in the Democratic primary between Governor Cuomo, Cynthia Nixon, you know, one of the big criticisms we had over here in Buffalo was that so much attention was focused on New York City and hardly anything was asked about Western New York or anywhere upstate for that matter. Uh, we're hoping we don't hear the same tonight, but uh, why don't we hear from you while we have you uh, on the line? If you were elected, what are some of the things that you would do to help Western New York, to help upstate? Because we hear so much about New York City all the time. Uh, absolutely true. And, and, and again, I've crossed the entire state, so I know a lot of what's happening. And in, in addition, my lieutenant governor is from Rochester, so Western New Yorker, Andrew Hollister. The reality of it is there are many things we have to help out. The number one thing is decentralization. And that also includes something about what I talk about all the time, which is getting rid of unfunded mandates. The idea that each county can't be its own county, each region can't be its own region, is a huge problem. In addition, supporting small businesses and small farmers. Right, New York State is all about big business and old bankers. I want to support small businesses, small farmers, things like allowing small farmers to be immune from federal regulatory bodies if they will not sell outside of New York State. This already happens in Wyoming. Treating small farmers like small businesses, allowing them to have lower insurance rates, and also allowing them to get small business loans. Um, allowing the individual counties to not have to have everything uh, as an unfunded mandate. Allowing them to pick and choose what they want to buy locally. Allowing local communities to decide how they deal with health care, how they deal even with child care. Adding these aspects of a local child, I'm sorry, a local credit that they can do for their taxes to give $500 to any nonprofit within their local county. There are so many ideas we can, we can put here that will make the local communities feel more like the local communities. This is an important issue, and I talk about this all the time. How should people be watching or listening to this debate tonight, do you think? Uh, they shouldn't be. Shut off. Go uh, watch Netflix. <laughs> oh, why, why is that? Don't even. Because it's relevant. Are, are you just, here's, here's the reality. The Republican cannot win. It is impossible for him to win, and it's impossible to make any impact. For the past 16 years, a Republican has not won a statewide election in this state. It's not going to happen magically this year, which means, again, the best Republicans can ever get is second place. They've been getting second place for 16 years, and nothing's changed. For at least the last eight years, we've watched the Democrats destroy this state, and they have not fixed it. If they were going to fix it, they would have. The Republicans have watched this for eight years at least. Where's their plan? Where's their movement? Non-existent. I've been doing this for one year. I have a plan and a movement. You can go to LarrySharp.com, check out my policies. If you want to support me, go ahead. Remember, it's LarrySharp.com. Larry Sharp with an E, and the E stands for electable. Debate airs 7 p.m. tonight, Tuesday, on WBEN, and it will, of course, be available online on demand at WBEN.com. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.